Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. One needs to have, I think, intentions and goals and outcomes that you want to have happen. And one needs to be able to let go of those as is appropriate and be open to whatever. How do you know when to let go or when to push harder for your mission? Well, you have your whole life to figure that out. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, I invoked a modern proverb, life is a journey, not a destination. But you surely heard this at some point earlier in your life as well. Although this is often interpreted as a suggestion to slow down and smell the roses, this helpful saying can also be viewed as a rebuke to the mission mentality that dominates our society, especially in business. We are far too focused on the objective as our goal, in part because we're conditioned to relate to things at the level of knowledge, attainment, if you will. So we fail to see that the transformation we undergo during the journey is more necessary than the actual thing we are trying to achieve. Now, you may be thinking that I'm trying to persuade you that there's no use for the mission mentality, but that's not true either. So today we'll delve deeper into the story of Joseph and the infamous lawnmower, and I'll share the moment when I accepted the call to adventure, and I'll share why both the ability to adopt a mission mentality and the ability to identify and accept that call to adventure are both important skills for management and above all, self-management. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. My marketing director is... I've asked her to be completely merciless with me about my writing and she's 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 doing great. She's I don't want to say forcing me, that's not true. She's she has the power to veto anything I write. In marketing I say you're the boss. So if you don't like something I write and she was all nervous and cute about this in the beginning. Like and I'm like no, I'm serious. You get to veto anything I write. You kick it back to me said I'm not publishing this. And so she's uh, training me to change my voice so that people can hear it better. And I, I wish I could, I don't know how to, how to convey the tension in me when I'm writing. It's like, cause there's a way I can just crank stuff out the way I think, the way I talk, the way I like to read. And then this voice starts to come in. That's sort of my marketing conscience and internalize like, okay, well, you need to turn this into a story. You need to make this more accessible. You need to make this more vulnerable. And then when I start to do that, there's this screeching halt in me where everything stops and I want to do anything else but write. 
<laughs> where he's just like, all right, this isn't fun anymore. And I feel the urge to like, get up and go mow the lawn or do something completely different. And that's the moment where it's just like, ah, I'm, I'm feeling trapped. I'm feeling squeezed. I don't want to have to say it in a way that people can hear it. I want to say it the way I want to say it. Because no one ever really listened to me as a kid. So why should I have to say it in a different way than I want to say it to like trick people into listening or making it? Well, that's marketing. And that's also service. But this part of me, ah, he just wants to claw my own face off rather than go into that trapped feeling. So instead of the blog taking half an hour, it takes two hours or an hour and a half. And instead of being a fun, liberating rant, it's a grind. It's getting easier, but it's different. And for me, that's my adventure. You know, and he wants it to be, you know, the mission is like, oh, let's like, you know, make eggs on an open fire. And then the adventure happens. It's like, oh, suddenly there's nine ring ring rays approaching. Remember that scene? That's that's a great that's when they're on they're on the that little sort of holy site relic called a winter top. And Frodo wakes up and sees that the goofball halflings friends of his have started a fire at the highest point for like 50 miles. And he's like, what are you doing? Put that out. And they're like talking about they're cooking bacon and having a jolly old time. And then suddenly a bunch of wraiths are upon them. And that's where he, and he's almost killed in that moment. That's where the mission shifts to an adventure, right? So there's this constant tension of like, oh, I want it to be a mission. I want it to go this way. I want to have bacon. Let's have an open fire in the midst of 100 open miles where anybody could see it. You know, when there's these supernatural evil beings tracking us. Not smart. They didn't want to surrender to the adventure part of it. And they want to just forget that they're, we're in that kind of trouble. So I think that one way of talking about this is when, any, when anytime anybody is, certainly if they're stuck, or if you're having any kind of repeated difficulty, consider that life is trying to teach you through some kind of adventure and you're resisting it innocently, unconsciously because your mind's wanting to make it a mission. I don't want to have to change who I am. I just want the result. That's our default mode. You know, because in school, you know, you don't get the assignment on a paper, it's like you write 4,000 words on the difference between the rationalists and the empiricists, and then write 1,000 words on how you changed in the process of learning about them. Right? Nobody, that's not what happens, right? In fact, forget the first part of the assignment. Uh, for your paper at the end of this quarter, I want you to write 10 pages on how you changed as a person through what you learned, right? Nobody ever assigns you that, right? They don't care. And so we just get like, well, it's just about producing the result, right? The class is on, you know, intro to the 18th century philosophy. And how I'm supposed to change is that I know more about the rationalists and the empiricists than I did when I started. You know, my earliest interests in Zen were in, in college, actually in high school, but I, I was so excited about this class, uh, the uh, intro to Buddhism 
in college. This was, you know, 95, 96. So, you know, the, the whole Eastern in the West scene was kind of in its heyday then. And, uh, and intro to Buddhism was such a popular class that, you know, mostly you couldn't get into it until you were a senior. And so I took it. Finally, I, could, I got into it the last quarter of my senior year. And it was one of the most profound disappointments of my college time because it was just a philosophy class. And I'd been studying martial arts for four years at that point. I'd been meditating. I'd been reading Zen. And then Intro to Buddhism, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting practice. I was expecting embodiment. I didn't understand. I wouldn't use those words then. But it was just, okay, well, this is Mahayana, and this is Hinayana, and this and this happened in 500 BC, and then, and then he went to India. You know, and it was just history. It was just, it was just facts. It was just more of the same crap I'd been learning the previous 15 years. What was so great about this course, I thought, that everybody wanted to get into it? And there was a there was a discussion group, you know, because it was like a hundred fifty person lecture lecture class. So there was a discussion group where we did some meditation, but I was already doing that. There was nothing new for me there. And uh, that was when I started to, when I should have started realizing that I was a monk at heart, and why I would be so disappointed by everything that wasn't to that. So this is how we're trained. We're trained to relate to things at the level of knowledge. And this mission mentality, okay, you're going to learn this, but there's never this... Well, in Waldorf school, there's a little bit more of this. But there's not this like, you're going to expose yourself to this information, this teaching, this whatever, and you're going to allow yourself to be porous to how it changes you. How does it change you? We're not conditioned for this. That's the adventure mentality. Okay, we're going to go somewhere and it's going to... And we'll never be the same again. Well, how? We don't know yet. You don't know yet. That's the nature of the adventure. And that makes the mind very uneasy. But when you get through that, there's a real ease and there's a liberation to that because you realize that your life is not your own. That your life is not your own. You can have goals and dreams and and intentions. That's the invest part. But in the end, you're going to have to divest of the outcome because life decides... You know, it's like Frodo didn't decide, I'm going to be the one guy here who's immune to the power of the ring and I'm going to bear the ring and be famous and hang out with elves because I've always wanted to do that. So that's what I'm going to do. He didn't decide that. That wasn't his goal. That destiny found him. It already was him and he discovered it through his experience. Right? But that doesn't sell so well in the business world, does it? <laughs> right? Instead, it's like, here's this tool. It will give you exactly the result you want, and you get to stay exactly the same person and be comfortable and all that. But is, this is an interesting topic. Good. <laughs> isn't, isn't there some blend of, um, mm-hmm. of like, you... Your the your ability to tie missions together sets parts of your future by the achievements. I mean, so if I choose to spend my time working on things that are going to make my company more money, um, and I have success in that, then I have more money, right? Yep. So, and that's not you know fate in and of itself. That's me applying my time and energy to accomplish. So, how does that reconcile with? Your life is not your own, which is an interesting statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's two schools of thought generally, and and both of them I think are wrong. Right. There's the Tony Robbins. You are the author of your life. Right. Um, yeah. NLP kind of like you right. can make yeah. happen whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Which is demonstrably untrue. Right. Anyway, I would I would concur that that's a that's a friend. It's a it's a I, I when I hear people say things like that, I think of them as um principles, not um solutions, perhaps, or yeah. or, or, or or directional opportunities, not solutions. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's an important perspective to be yeah. able to embody, just like a hammer is a good tool to be able to pick up and use every once in a while. Yeah. But it's right. not absolute truth, right? Because anyone who's lived longer than 30 or 40 years can tell you like, ha, good yeah. luck with that, right? Yeah. So then the other side of the continuum is fate. Yeah. Right? It's not up to you. You're not in control. You never will be. And, um, and you might as well just completely go with the flow because it's totally out of your control. There's an unlimited amount of money in the world and it will find its way to us if we right. just open ourselves to the possibility. <laughs> yeah, see, that's even the more extreme, right? Yes, you just think abundance. Yeah, exactly. It will it to you. Abundance mindset will put you in a position of having abundance. And if you yes. don't have abundance, clearly you don't have an abundance mindset. So you really need to work on your mindset. Exactly. Oh, well, I couldn't have done it better myself. Thank you. Wow. And now I need to take another shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, hold on. I don't know about that. Let's, get, right. let's, let's do a mission here first off. <laughs> right. Also, an important point of view to be able to use, right? Neither are true. Think of them as both edges of a blade. Sometimes you got to sharpen one side. Sometimes you got to sharpen the other. Because the real clue for me with these two perspectives is they're quite actually easy in one way. It's easy to think in terms of you're in total control of your life. And it's easy to think in terms of being in no control of your life whatsoever, relative to what appears to be the truth. And that is, it's a dance that you're a co-author of your life with life itself. And it's a moment-to-moment navigation. Sometimes your mission is in alignment with life's plan for you. And so it happens. Other times it's not. And so it doesn't. And that's the most difficult to me, obviously, because you can't absolutely know. And it's a constant discovery process. It's an adventure. And so one needs to have, I think, intentions and goals and outcomes that you want to have happen. And one needs to be able to let go of those as is appropriate and be open to whatever. How do you know when to let go or when to push harder for your mission? Well, you have your whole life to figure that out. That's what a mistake looks like. Usually when you push too hard on your agenda and it backfires, whoops. Or if you don't try hard enough and you know you don't get the result. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. 
If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.